0: i would probably start out in a more mid-level renovation market where it's the stakes are more manageable the mistakes are less costly and you can still learn i don't know if i would want to start at the bottom and i certainly wouldn't want to start at the top what's up everyone how's your week going fine not bad we uh we finally got that job closed in through inspections. The drywallers wrapped up drywall on Saturday. The finisher started on Sunday, was there yesterday, checking on things. We are spackling. I uh, have roof starting this week, uh, the fiberglass roof, and then the main roof starting next week. I have windows coming. It, it Floors are getting dropped on Friday. It's just crazy. We're moving along. I'm happy. Um, it's been nonstop and hectic but we're making progress moving forward. Um, summer's going quickly. Spent a lot of time outside this past weekend with the kids. Um, but everything's pretty good. I I really don't have many complaints. Um, other than summer going a little bit faster than I want to. Um, coming Coming to a close here. Let's see, it's halfway through August already, which is total insanity to me but I guess that's what just, that's what happens with kids and business and life. Um, It seems to go very fast, but uh, I don't know. I'm busy um, moving ahead with everything on this project, moving ahead with stuff on our own house build. Um, Everyone's happy, healthy. Summer's been going well. The girls are excited to be getting back in school shortly here. Um, So I don't really have many. Complaints. I mean, I could complain about anything, but I I try not to. Um, I was back yesterday. <clears throat> I have to hide back one more time. A good friend of mine. Um, I was actually friends with his younger brother. I had built a porch for a few years ago. When I'm sure some of you guys were around at this point. Um, but this this kid Tom worked for me. We used to call him Yo Tom. Yo Tom. But he was on that job and helped me build this porch i was there yesterday it's a low enough porch that it doesn't need handrails um i think there's only two rises for steps but his dad's getting older and needs a way to get up and down the stairs um he also only has one leg so he had uh uh issues with diabetes and circulation just had constant issues with um uh, circulation in his ankle. So they ended up taking off his leg from the knee down, but he has trouble getting up and down the porch. And I was like, Kevin, your dad only has one leg and you don't have a rail. Um, and he's also 80 something years old. So he's like, yeah, let's get a rail up. So I was there yesterday after work, putting up a rail. I need to hop back over there, um, and put a cap on the rail. I didn't have any, any one by six. I was trying to use some of the leftover mahogany that we had there, but that was fun. A quick little couple hours carpentry, uh, installing rails, uh, posts and rails onto an existing mahogany deck was fun. Um, a little bit of problem solving, um, working with what's there, making the design incorporate. I had fun doing that. I got to use a bunch of my new Festool cordless tools, Um, I, I use the table saw really for the first time, ripping some stuff. Um, cool saw, very sweet saw. Uh, it's all battery powered. It's housed in a sustainer. It comes with, um, essentially like a dolly that you could load it on and then prop up and the outfeed, um, is, is supported through that dolly system. Uh, totally cordless, hooks up to the dust extractor, all digital, very cool. Um, I'll be having some more information about that. I'll probably do a, a standalone podcast on that. Um, I think that's coming out next month. Um, so it's the csc sys 50 portable table saw. But that's not out in the States yet, but it will be. Uh, you can check that out at Festool. uh, FestoolUSA.com forward slash Festool2023. They have all the new tools that are coming out. Let me just make sure. That was off the cuff, not an ad read. Um, So I want to make sure that I have that link correct for you. So it should be fest Hold on, I'm typing this in right now. FestoolUSA.com forward slash festool 2023. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. So that's the link festoolusa.com forward slash 2023. And you'll see the CSE SIS 50 cordless table saw little promo video. And then you'll see all the other tools that they're coming out with this year um, or have come out with already. Uh, so check that out. <clears throat> like I said, I'll probably do a standalone podcast on that to give you guys my thoughts on that. I do have my hands on it, used it yesterday. Got to use a lot of my fun tools, Got to use some hand tools, some chisels, some Japanese flush cut saws. Um, so just fun little little job for him getting some rails up, helping him out. Um, but on to the blog post podcast, as always, check out um, check out the website www.moderncraftsman.co. I'm gonna pull up here real quickly. Uh, Nick tagged me in. Where is this? I I should be way better prepared for this. Honestly, I wasn't expecting on doing all of this. I really uh, just anticipated getting on here and reading. Um, But we have, let's see where it is. I'm just going to pull it up on the website. Um, ModernCraftsman.co. So if you go to ModernCraftsman.co and go to shop. There is a shirt that's up for sale there. Um it's it's made by uh it's a pre-sale right now. Um so it's made by a small local company. Um all all really nice quality shirts. They're not, you know, your your gilden. um uh Inexpensive, just junk t shirt material. They're really nice, like a tri blend material. Uh, Fitted t shirt, um, small specialty local brand, but really comfy. Uh, They fit very well. Check them out. Order some of them. Those are obviously helping us out. It's a pre sale right now, so it'll take a little bit of time to get them in stock, but. We would love if you could go on and order some of them. Support us with that. Um, Just a very simple t-shirt. It has our new Modern Craftsman um, wording logo on the front and then a a small yellow MC tag down on the bottom. But super dope shirts. Buy buy one for yourself. Buy one for somebody else who listens to the podcast. It's going to help us out. We are not making a ton of money on them. Um But every little bit counts, and I think that people walking around, seeing the shirts, wearing the shirts, posting the shirts will help spread the word about what we're doing so more than anything else, it's just about um uh, being visible out there and spreading the word about what we're trying to do. so check that out um so on to the blog post um so I had a few months ago a listener Logan reached out he's thirty one Um, I'm not going to get into all the details of what he's doing and what his business is, but essentially he, um, he's relocating. He's as of this email in a serious relationship with somebody. Um, and he's going to be relocating soon. He's probably relocated already. He didn't give me the exact timeline, but for the past few years, he's been working as an independent contractor. Um, And what he does is he travels and installs Rolex boutiques uh, displays for an architectural firm. So he's traveling six to eight months throughout the year, um, really wants to travel a little bit less, settle down. He's relocating. So he's using that as an opportunity to do something a little bit more than just uh, what he's I don't want to say pigeon to hold himself into, but backed into. Right, this is all he does right now, and he he's concerned about the monotony. Um, he's relocating; he doesn't want to travel as much, so he's looking for an alternate route within the industry um, to do something. And he he has a few questions as far as um, what what I would feel would be the best path for him. And obviously, that's a very loaded question. There's you ask ten different people, you're going to get nine to 10 different opinions. So I'm going to give you the insight, um, that I feel is best from my knowledge, my experience, um, as to where, where he could take this. Um, so again, 31 years old working for himself right now, specialty contractor, um, wants a little bit more diversity, wants to travel a little bit less, not opposed to working for somebody. Um, but also, Uh, doesn't want whatever he's doing for his business. If he maintains this business where he can train somebody to do this and have another remodeling business or a millwork cabinetry install business, he he's not sure he wants to be running two separate businesses right now. Um, So he's just trying to figure out where his, where his effort and energy is, is best spent right now Um, and using this transition and relocation, as an opportunity to get himself closer to where he wants to be long term um so logan hopefully this helps you out here uh first question and these are basically copy and pasted directly from his email so these are logan's exact questions when a guy is trying to decide whether or not he's qualified to be a contractor of a high-end kitchen and bath remodel business where does he say yes? Uh, Can I take this on and not feel like a fake? When does he say no? Would I be better suited in another area? I have the carpentry skills for cabinetry installation, and I'm learning finishing, but those are only things I feel... Oh, excuse me. But essentially the cabinetry um, and carpentry is the only things that he feels he could do with extreme care and confidence so if if logan were to open a remodeling business that was specializing in kitchen and bath renovations um how can he integrate his skill set or complete these entire jobs without having the experience um experience really in in any other area of this realm other than carpentry and cabinetry installation um So in my opinion, if this is what, what you're looking to do, um, and you want to know what you can say yes to and what you could say no to, I, I feel, um, that you should be saying yes, especially initially to the jobs that you feel you can execute adequately, um, properly and, and fairly. And whether you're making money here, you're losing money, you're just scraping by the higher end projects have higher stakes. Uh, they really need to be executed well. Typically, if there's a designer or the customers that are more discerning, they're spending a little bit more money. Uh, I think to start here without the skill set, the knowledge, the expertise, and the experience is is setting yourself up for failure. Um, here are a few scenarios that you can you can play out here. Um, <clears throat> one, you execute this job well but you're learning. So it's taking you twice as long. Um, You're not making as much money at that point. Your customers probably want to get into the space. So although you are learning, um, you're not necessarily setting yourself up for a return customer or somebody who's going to uh, speak your praises and give you a referral, right? Because these customers who are looking for high-end renovations aren't necessarily as concerned as to how much you're costing. So they're getting the job for less isn't as much of a concern for them. It's getting it done the way that they want and efficiently. So if you're unable to do that, while you may be learning, um, that's the pro of this. The con is that The people aren't going to be um, amazed at your efficiency, how long the job's taking, Uh, probably won't be super happy with the experience, even if you execute it well. So, more likely, more than likely, they will not be referring you. Um, The other scenario would be um, that you don't execute this well. Um, there's just a huge learning curve. You're not able to execute well, maybe you make money on it, but the job's just not up to the standard. Obviously no referrals. Um, you won't, the customer's not going to be happy. Your vendors aren't going to be happy. Um, again, maybe you learned something, you made money, um, but nobody's really happy in the long run. So I think that you're stunting, um, your overall growth right you, the the quality isn't there um but your customers are are paying the going rate for that project so they're probably not going to be happy there um <clears throat> obviously with inexperience the job could take longer um you don't have the 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 labor pool the sub pool to be managing these projects so i think it's it's really hard to take on these projects um, in a perfect world, you execute well, you learn well, um, you make money, your customers are happy, you get the referrals. I think that that's easier to um, hit that level of execution to um, fulfill all of those objectives when you're working on a more mid-level type of project. Something that is closer to your existing skill set with a, a slightly less discerning customer that you can knock out of the park, so to speak. You can still learn. You don't have too much anxiety that you're taking a job out of your skill set. Um, so that, that would be my suggestion to you would be to find something, especially when you're start, starting off that is maybe lower level or mid-level renovation where you can learn a tiny bit, but you're also developing your confidence and your, your self-esteem And developing your network of subs how to manage a project how to handle a schedule um all of the hiccups the the missteps are not as impactful they they weigh less heavily on you from a financial schedule perspective so um you know the stakes are a little bit less there You're, you're generally not dealing with a customer who's quite as discerning and uh who has um lower level of needs from you. So I think it's it's start small, learn, grow your self-confidence, grow your business, grow your network and then start to take jobs a little bit more outside of your comfort zone. So once you establish that confidence and the routine and the systems and and it's it business is a, a perpetual evolution. So I don't you don't ever get to a point where you stop growing or stop refining. Um, but when you get to a point that you feel as though you're confident in the projects you're taking on, I think maybe start to step a little further outside of your comfort zone once you establish yourself and, and understand that you're going to get through these and you have the systems and subs and um, knowledge in place. So that that would be the jobs that I would say yes to and the jobs that I would say no to. Start small, work from there. Question two, When do you decide to self-perform versus subbing out? Do you use smaller projects with a little breathing room for error to practice skills you are less proficient in and use the larger projects to bring in the big guns? I imagine it's so much more efficient to self-perform on a smaller job than it is to organize and manage a schedule of several other trades. Sorry, I can't read right now. Yes, you're correct in saying that, Logan. Smaller jobs especially if you only have one job going on to pull off of a job to bring in drywallers for a week, what are you going to do for that week? What are you going to do with if you have a helper for that week? Um, so it, it, it is efficient to overlap on larger jobs. It might not be as efficient to self-perform because people who do their job on a day in and day out uh, on a daily basis are going to be more efficient and more than likely perform that trade, um, at a, a, more competitive rate than you are because they do it day in and day out and and maybe you can do it like there's a lot of trades that I can perform um, at a higher level than certain subs that I hire but it takes me twice as long so who's willing to foot that bill who's willing to handle that uh, schedule impact so you have to balance that. So there's some trades that I'll bring in subs for, and then I schedule myself for a day or two after to fine tune things because it makes sense for my customers. It makes sense for the budget, for the schedule. Holistically, it's a, it's a better option for me. So um, <clears throat> I, I personally feel that as you're starting out, it's really important to self-perform as much as you can. So I think taking on smaller jobs, learning these trades, if you want to manage a job well, I think that you don't necessarily had to have had experience self-performing all of these trades. There's certainly many, many people who are very successful as project managers, as superintendents, commercial, residential infrastructure, whatever it may be that don't have experience, hands-on experience in these trades. Um, but I feel on a smaller level that if you do have experience working with these trades and working with the tools and understanding the impact of every decision that you make, you will be a better manager. Just like I feel if you are an interior designer, if you're a kitchen designer, if you have installed cabinets, installed a kitchen before you will be a better kitchen designer than if you had not. Um, I think that it, it you understand where the pinch points are, you understand the issues, you understand the capacity of the person in the field, what what tolerances that they can work with, um, and, and where those issues may be as as you're designing that project. So that's not to say that there aren't kitchen designers that have never installed that are not absolutely wonderful, but I think that it helps you learn faster and you understand what's going on um, you understand if there's a mistake, why the decision to, why they made the decision to move ahead or, or make a change to the scope based on, uh, what you're seeing in the field. A lot of times it helps you, um, pick out issues that other people may not see that you can catch before going any further, right? Because you understand going in like, Hey, if I were to be, leveling this floor for tile this is what i would do i would come in and i would set up a laser and i'd gauge the low points and then i'd figure out how thick i need to be in certain areas where my hardwood flooring is going to meet up what sort of reducer we have or transition strip we have at the door do they need you there's so many things to consider and if you have never set tile before and you don't understand the impact of different underlayments and why use a traditional mud bed or why waterproof the entire floor. What if you need to put down CBU or an extra layer of plywood to get the structural rigidity or, or reduce the deflection on the existing floor? Um, You may not understand how that job needs to come together. Um, Sometimes subs don't account for all of that stuff. So if, if you understand you have a certain span on the joist, and it's not suitable for tile. And then the sub comes in and you tell them they're ready for tile and they set curdy or whatever underlayment teacher it's called, um, or tile board or a wet bed. And there's too much deflection of the tile cracks that's on you at that point. So I think understanding the trades will help you be a better manager. Um, so I don't, it, it's not necessarily bigger job, smaller job that does play a factor in this, but I just feel that you will be a better manager. You will bid jobs more accurately. You will understand how to develop a schedule if you've self-performed these trades. Um, I there's there's <clears throat> okay. So I want to make a note on this um, for people who are going on the website and reading this. I, I have an example in here that I, um, I subcontract out a lot of demolition, not site protection, because I feel that that's something that needs to be done by me to protect the rest of the house. And a lot of times that's a trade that I feel is rushed if you hire somebody to do it. Um, so I, wanna, I want to uh, handle the site protection, but then I will pass off the demo to um, a demo company so that's something for me that the stakes are low. Um, maybe that's the the wrong way to put that. The stakes actually aren't low in demo at all. A lot of damage can occur. But if I set these guys up to demo, right? I do the protection. I mark all the shutoffs. I show them where the electrical is. I make sure that the circuits are off. I make sure they know what they're pulling down. Mark Basically handle everything but ripping the materials out and putting it in the dumpster whether I do that or the subs do that, um, I get the same product. So they actually will end up costing less money than me where me and my helper are doing that. So that's, that's an opportunity for me to bring in a sub, um, to be able to make money on that sub, and also the execution, whether my hands are doing that or somebody else is doing that, I can actually come in at a lower price point and be able to spend money elsewhere on that budget um, drywall. Not to say that drywall is not an absolutely skilled trade. It is. Um, I think that people can fumble their way through drywall and spend more time sanding. But the guys who do drywall on a daily basis are very fast, very efficient. That's all they do. They can hang board fast. They have less nail pops. They know where to nail, not into structural members. Where to put seams. Where not to put seams. Um, you know, they understand that. The, the materials cost less than the labor. So if they have to use three extra sheets and avoid seams to create a better finished product and less callbacks, um, they've fixed those issues for years. They know how to avoid those issues and finishers. They finish every single day so they know how to finish, how to finish quickly um, and they can do a job, a, a great job doing that at a, a very competitive price point. Um, specialty trades obviously some out sub out plumber electrician hvac floor finishing stuff where it's not necessarily a price it's either legality or the investment in the tools um just does not make sense for you as a business um i would love to find a good tile installer i just haven't been able to do that it's been tough um And, uh, so let's see what else, uh, roofing, siding, stuff like that, right. Where it's a, it's a manpower labor efficiency based business. A lot of those businesses are highly competitive for me to own all of the staging, um, and bring in the manpower or own the manpower to be doing that type of stuff, um, does not make sense to me, whether I'm putting up siding or the, the roofer is putting up siding or shingles the, the job is the same at the end of the day. Um, when, when it comes to flashing details and WRBs and underlayments, I, I can still hire them to do that, but I want to ensure that prior to finish everything's done correctly because I own that. So that's a, that's a job where I will shadow, um, the installers and ensure that everything's done correctly correctly taped correctly flashed correctly if I have to handle putting the windows in I'll do that so that I'm bringing in my sub to handle the labor aspect of it not necessarily do the thinking um, and handle the longevity of that project I would love to be able to trust somebody enough to do that but I've just seen too many issues and too many discrepancies and too many times where um things just aren't done right and it's not worth what I'm trying to do in my reputation um, to go that route. So that's uh, <clears throat> that's when I'm using um, subs versus subbing subs out. Let's see, number three, what subcontractors could I expect to build relationships with in a kitchen and bath arena? I feel like tile guys, plumbers, electricians are obvious one, but maybe drywallers, painters, engineers, architects, designers. I guess this is Kind of linked to question two, but I asked because I'm sure there's someone uh, I'm missing that I'm not used to running into. Um, I would start here with vendors, right? If you're looking to do kitchens, find a good kitchen cabinet vendor who does design as well. Uh, They will handle measuring the kitchen, designing the layout of the kitchen. This is somebody that you can integrate into a pre construction contract with you and hand over. A lot of times they give you a kickback. Um, Find a good plumbing. distributor or wholesaler, designer, lighting as well. Um, tile vendor, you're going to need a stone fabricator and supplier, depending on where you are. Some people just supply, some people just fabricate. Most people near me do both. Um, so uh, there's a ton, that. that's why a lot of people have trouble making money on bathrooms when they start subcontracting them out, unless they do a volume, because there's so many sub trades and it gets so expensive that a lot of times it's like, well, we can handle the HVAC work and the ducting and the bathroom and the tile and the painting and the trim and and not have to depend on bringing different people in and layering those trades. Right? If I need to put a window trim in before the tile's installed, but typically you're doing all the tile before the trim, I can put that trim up or mark where that trim's going to go that the tile sub or we can tile up to it um, and, and nail that exact elevation or layout guideline. Um, and then do the rest of the trim later when you're subbing all of these trades, like you're going to wait to get the trim installer out to put the window casing that the tile is going to terminate into. Um, so it, it's somebody marking an approximation of where they think that is running the tile and then the trim installer coming out and being like the tiles on the wrong spot. It's got to be cut back or I have to lap my trim over it or I'm going to have to rip my casing down. So I think a lot of times it's really hard to manage those small projects with all of these trades from a financial and schedule standpoint for me to pay my uh, if, if I were to have a carpentry crew to come out and install a piece of trim or a super to go to a job to install a piece of trim. For the tile guys, what's the cost of that on a bathroom remodel? A lot of times those costs can't be hidden or integrated into the job. So it ends up becoming tough Um, for bathrooms or a good glass company um, for where shower doors is worth their weight in gold. <clears throat> um, it could be any of the trades, but a lot of times finding finding a good designer. Um, not all designers want to be doing full-scale renovations. So if you find somebody who's just starting out the same as you, who's looking to get their feet wet and start with something lower stakes, kitchens, bathrooms, find somebody that you can grow your skill set with. As you guys progress together, um, you can start growing and doing bigger jobs that are, are easier for you to handle, um, make a little bit more money on, that you can plant yourself at those jobs for a little bit longer. Um, But yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it with majority of them, plumber, electrician, HVAC. Um, It just depends. The, the amount of subs that you use on a bathroom really cuts into your profit. And, and when you start having, right, you're still having to manage them. You can't just say, here's the bathroom. Here's the key. I'll come back when it's done. You have to be there to get the insulator in. Uh, so, for them to insulate a tiny space, and you to be there anyway, now you are doubling up on costs. That's really just not making you competitive. Um, so, a lot of times on those smaller jobs, it's easier to self perform, overlap trades from an efficiency standpoint. Less people in and out of the house, customers are happier. Um, so that that would be my suggestion for kitchen and bathrooms. A lot of times unless you're doing a high volume um, efficiency is the ticket self-performing as much as possible and overlapping your labor finishing one job at a time ends up being more profitable in the long run than running multiple projects losing efficiency trying to manage not being able to handle and execute um, the uh, the the design properly as per architect engineer designer um, so I think that being small being efficient is the way to go there especially if you're looking to do a a more quality job um number four would you recommend starting in a lower market to polish the skills of management this is one of the hardest things for me i've been working in a luxury for long enough now that i feel like i might lose my ass on any lower tier work because i just can't work fast enough and my desire for a fine finished product is one of my top priorities I understand this sounds pompous and self-congratulatory, but man, I can't begin to explain how much of that kind of guy I am not. There are so many good men out here trying to make a living, and women, uh, so much more skilled in business sense and sensibility. They're just the tolerances that were absolutely drilled into me. Um, This comes down for me to experience managing a high-stakes detail-oriented project Can be less about what subs you're using but how you manage them right if i if i refer a sub to another contractor or a homeowner like hey i really love my electrician um i get a a product from them because they maybe they execute on my jobs completely differently than they execute on every other job because that's what i've demanded of them that's what i've always required of me that's the relationship that we have established. I have subs who work for me who will not let certain people on my jobs. If it's my job, they're like, I can't put that person on the job. Not anything against that person, but they either lack the experience or they lack the care. So they understand their, their employee pool. I had an electrician that worked for me who would not allow anyone on the job unless he was there and he just wanted to ensure that things were done right. And he probably had to charge a premium for that. And I was fine. And that cost was passed through to my customers and they were fine with that. And that's what they wanted. Um, So it's understanding your subs, understanding how to properly manage them. Um, It's, it's, I don't know if it, I would probably start out in a in a more mid level renovation market where it's the stakes are more manageable, the mistakes are less costly, and you can still learn. It's it's still pushing you to elevate your craft, um, honing your experience and your your skill set. I don't know if I would want to start at the bottom, and I certainly want wouldn't want to start um, at the top. I I would say. Find something in the middle where you can find a decent sub pool, um, a decent price point that you can, you know, make a little bit of money, if not, not lose a ton of money, either by coming at a low price point at a lower grade of work or um, taking jobs that are outside of your skill set that are just taking you too long and costing you too much money in mistakes and time. Um, Find a sub pool that works for you now. And if you begin to grow or you begin to outclass that sub pool, then if they cannot come up with you and you don't give them that opportunity or if it's not working, then you need to find somebody else that you move or transition to. Um, Just because a sub was great on your last project doesn't mean they're going to be great on your next project. There's different employees. Um, Maybe they're busier than they've ever been and now you're getting squeezed in. Um, Maybe the communication was not passed along to the new employee as to what your standards are versus other contractors. So keeping that lease short on your subs, uh, checking their numbers, remaining present, remaining engaged on a project. Too many issues that we blame subs for are not the subs fault. They were let loose on a job and nobody ever managed them. So If nobody ever told them what they need to do, they're making decisions and assumptions on their own that may not be in line with what you bid, what the customers wanted. Maybe they're over executing on a job that you don't have the budget for. So it's not always the other way around. You know, it's not always them not executing. Um, Maybe they're over executing and it's costing you and your customers more than they're willing to pay um, putting in product that they, they don't find valuable to them. Um, so you have to manage your subs properly. Um, that comes with experience. Um, it comes with you understanding the budget, the design, and then being the liaison for that entire process and experience for your customers, whether you're self-performing or, subcontracting. So again, I I would, I would meet in, I would find a a happy medium, start in the middle, find a project that challenges you, but does not keep you up at night, uh, creating anxiety um, that you're losing your shirt. You don't know how to do what you're doing and then grow from there. Number five, would you recommend getting on a remodel crew? Ideally, I would love to work under somebody who is doing what I want to do, but those guys Tend to work by themselves, small, lean, detail-oriented. <clears throat> Excuse me. This comes down to what you need personally, and what your current experience level is. Um, if you feel right, if this is what you want to do long-term, and you're 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 making a move and you're looking to re-establish a business um, or start a new business, change directions here. Is this a five, what do you want in five years? What do you want in ten years? How much do you want to make? is the investment right now, can you afford to go work for somebody, make a little bit less money and learn for the five, 10 year goal? Or is that not doable right now for you, right? Like I couldn't go work for somebody and make less money right now because my lifestyle needs to be supported um, through how much I'm making. So if I were to go work for somebody and make less, I would have to adjust my lifestyle. That's very difficult with kids, wife, Two dogs, house, everything that we've built our life around right now. Um, so, if you are not married, if you don't have kids, if you don't have a house to uh, hold all of those children, if you, you don't live, it, if your costs are more manageable and you can make a five, 10 year investment so that you're at that, that level of income in five, 10 years when you have kids who are now costing you a lot of money um, and the lifestyle has changed, then yeah, do that, go work, learn for, learn on somebody else's dime, learn the process, shadow the subs, um, learn what they do that works, learn what they do that doesn't work. Um, a lot of times it's not just learning what's right. It's learning what's wrong. Um, and sometimes that's more valuable than learning how to do things, the right way so if you have a lifestyle that affords you an opportunity to make a little bit less money now i think that 10 years from now that will pay dividends um, if you don't have a lifestyle that can support a a, a small hit to your income um, then maybe you need to figure something else out maybe you do need to work for yourself or find a business that can afford to pay you more, that's going to be tough with the lack of experience. I I also think that a common misconception that I had as well was that you're going to start your own business and you're just going to be profitable off the bat, where it's like, yeah, it looks like I'm making all this money, and then year-end taxes roll in, and you're like, whoa, I would have made a lot more money working for somebody else and made less. So it's still going to be an investment, either way on your end. Um, as far as time goes, it's just when you're working for somebody else, you're not paying for the mistakes. That's, that's to me a big one, right? Um, if it's your job and something has to get pulled and redone, that's on you. That's coming out of your profit, especially if you're paying subs or, um, a helper or somebody who works for you because you're literally paying for that to be redone. And there's, there's no recouping those costs. You, even if your time and material, it would not be right to charge your customer to pull that out and redo it. Um, when you're working for somebody else, <clears throat> assuming it's a, an honest company and an honest mistake, that's not really on you. If you're there fixing that, you're getting paid for that. You're getting paid for the time that you did it wrong in the first place. And that's part of their investment in you. Um, you know, that they're not going to have to pay for those mistakes two, three times you're going to learn from this. And in the long run, end up making their money a couple of years down the road. Um, so that's just something to consider you know if you feel that you have the the skills the hands-on skills and aptitude that this switch and starting your own business and doing remodeling work um, is more of just a shift and it's going to be a more natural progression and transition for you um, maybe that's the move for you i can't really tell you i don't know what your financial situation capacity is i know that you said uh, the woman that you were you were looking to marry shortly um, was in school right now. So is that something where you guys are living together and you have a single income that you need to support and you can't make less than what you're making right now? I'm not sure about that. So that this one's a tough one for me to give you a, a clear and definitive answer. Um, for myself, looking back when I started my business, I wanted to start my business because I didn't feel um, that there were people. Well, there's a few reasons. One of the reasons that I, d- I felt that there weren't people out there doing things that wanted, the way that I wanted to be doing them. Um, maybe I was inaccurate in thinking that. there. I'm sure that there were people out there doing um, what I do, but they, they were few and far between. And it was difficult for me to find a company to go work for. Um, but had I known about a company that was doing the work that I wanted to be doing, that probably would have been a better option because, uh, you know, for five years that I was learning on my own dime and paying for every mistake and paying for people to fix mistakes and, and learning which subs were good and which subs weren't, and then trying to find new subs, just the learning curve, um, you know, I lost a lot of money and I, I didn't make a lot of money and I had to work really, really hard just to stay afloat. Um, so maybe it would have been better off learning on somebody else's dime and, and seeing who their sub pool was and what the standard was and how they made money and shadowing their work. Um, so it's tough for me to answer this one for you without knowing more. I think that you're on, you're the only one that knows what's going to work for you here. Um, again, with this, uh, I'm sure there's many opinions. Um, if you ask 10 contractors, 10 different people who you know, you're going to get 10, nine different opinions. This is just how I feel, how I operate my business. Um, I, hope, I hope that this helps you out. I, I hope that the move is going well, the, the transition is going well, that you found something that works for you. And if you haven't um, and it's been a struggle, then try something else. You know, you're 31 years old, you're young, I'm assuming that you don't have children right now if there's somebody uh, in your life that you're looking to become serious with who's still in school. Maybe I'm wrong in that assumption. Um, But it it sounds as though you have an opportunity right now to spend some time figuring out what works best for you. And I would suggest doing that and don't be afraid to try more than one thing. Um, Who knows, you might wind up back where you were before because that was the best for you, comparatively speaking. Um, when you juxtapose your your new life to your old life so you never really know until you try it so get out there try it see what works see what doesn't work and learn from it Um, that's going to wrap up today's blog post podcast hop on the website www.moderncraftsman.co check out the blog post also check out those t-shirts again Local company making them for us really nice quality material, quality screen printing. Um, not your throwaway free souvenir shirt that they give out at events. This is like a really nice, um, really nice shirt that I think you guys and girls will like a lot. Again, we're not really doing this to make money. Um, everyone's been asking for shirts and rather than get a shirt that's, you know, 20, 25 bucks, um, that you're not going to want to wear. I feel as though a nicer handmade type t-shirt, um, is going to be more in line with our brand and what we're looking to do. So that's why we partnered with a small shop rather than a big shop, and found a really nice quality material to put out that seems to be what we stand for and screen printing and textiles and apparel are really no different. It's a craft in and of itself. So hop on the website. It's again, www.moderncraftsman.co. There's a shop tab um, and get on the pre-order for these t-shirts. Spread the word. Thank you. Catch you guys next week.